We're heading into a segment called the Tabernacle's Greatest Enemy. Come on. So I'm 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 on the edge of my seat. Let's go. If the Tabernacle has an enemy, you have an enemy. And That's right. Understanding him really makes a difference. So let's take a look at that greatest enemy, the one called Satan. Ezekiel 28 tells us, You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. You were the anointed cherub who covers. That's a breakdown. The anointed cherub who covers. That's how God describes him. Now, cherubim are one of the highest orders of angelic beings. They have two pairs of wings, four faces. Whatever you think about Satan, you might want to revamp that thing to who he actually is. Positionally, they're always close to Jehovah, his throne and the tabernacle, and they provide a covering if you're a war movie kind of person, an impenetrable shield wall is what they do, their wings. Wherever God is, his throne and tabernacle is, the cherubim are on guard, they're worshiping, and they're emanating greatness and might. So cherubim were the gardens, the guardians of Eden with flaming swords. That was one, That's what they were doing. We see them after Adam and Eve were expelled, but they would have been there on guard and covering at all times because it was the garden tabernacle. They're described as serving as the chariot Jehovah rides upon in Ezekiel's visions. And two were positioned on each side of the Ark of the Covenant. So one on each side of the Covenant. So two cherubim over the Ark with wings that stretched over and covered the mercy seat. That's our word for the day, covered. The tabernacle itself consisted of this open-air outer courtyard and a covered structure called the sanctuary which contains the holy place and the holy of holies. In this sense, the presence of those cherubim who cast out the devil would probably represent the tent structure or what was covering everything and God's presence. That's what these cherubim were doing. Okay, so of course in the war in heaven, they, the devil was cast out and so those victorious were casting him out. And they were the tent structure. Think of them as the covering, all right? Or what was covering everything, and think of them as God's presence there. So, back to Ezekiel 28. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. And think of trading as a lot of that was just lies, if you will. That phrase, defiled your sanctuaries, though, is huge. The word sanctuaries always speaks of the tabernacle or temple. So he was and is a defiler. And that's how he attacks mankind. So knowing that helps you a whole lot. Mm -hmm. All right. In heavens, uh, Satan's name was Hillel. We know him by the Latinized name Lucifer. He doesn't have a name anymore because he was cast out and his name went with him, was gone. The Hebrew word Satan is the word for adversary, one who withstands and the accuser. So he doesn't have a name. That's really his description. Despite being positioned so close to God and his throne, he desired much more. So if we jump, switch to Ezekiel to Isaiah 14. How you are fallen from heaven, O Hillel or Lucifer, son of the morning. How you're cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. So already, think about him from a throne perspective. 
I will also sit on the mount of the congregation or assembly on the farthest sides of the north. I'll ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Mm. That's his. So, you know, sometimes we get this thing. We're thinking he wants the opposite. But in a sense, he's wanting that. The The word assembly there, he's where he's wanting to sit, is moed, which speaks exclusively of appointed times or feasts of Jehovah. That's where he wants to sit. So Satan has a fascination with all these appointed times, the feasts of Jehovah, like the Day of Atonement. You would think he would hate it, but he's fascinated with it. Revelation 12 tells us, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, that's Satan, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail. Nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth. His angels were cast out with him. Now, you might wonder, what in the world? Why why not throw him in outer space somewhere? Well, you remember he was a guardian cherub, probably here on earth. That was over the garden. So when he was cast back, he was cast right back where he came from, but without his authority, his name and his power. That war in heaven came immediately to God's children. I will put enmity between you, Satan, and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. So there's something coming from Satan. we not like children, but those followers, if you will. And of course, Adam and Eve did have children, and we are those children. When God cast the fallen angels out of heaven, they didn't have physical forms or bodies, so they're constantly in search of homes. Matthew 12 says, when an evil spirit comes out of a person, it goes through dry places looking for a place to rest. But it doesn't find any it. Then it says, I'll go back to the home I left. So when it looks at you, he's seeing a home. He's seeing a tabernacle. A couple of important takeaways for Christians. Satan was a cherub. His calling was to cover the throne or tabernacle. But he singularly focused on sitting on it and defiling it instead. Fast forward to the triumph of the cross. God has prepared thrones for his bride, and we're already spiritually seated with him in the heavenly tabernacle in what's called places. And here on earth, we are the tabernacles of the Holy Spirit. So where is God's throne? He's enthroned on our praises, on and in us. So the good news, bad news, (laughs) we're the tabernacle and home that Satan longs to occupy. Mm-hmm. Bummer. Just as the eternal Son of God was enthroned in the eternal tabernacle in heaven from eternity past, the tabernacle is where he dwelt. So obviously, if he's dwelling in us, guess what you are? You are the tabernacle. And uh, we're going to start, we're going to take a little journey back to the Garden of Eden. We're going to look and see where things started with the real first tabernacle before we get to the tabernacle that we all think of as the tabernacle. Coming up next. All right. We do have an enemy, but he cannot prevail. No. Because we have a covering. Yeah. In Jesus.